Welcome back to our Muscle and the Hustle podcast, direct from Bangor to Newry, no foreign countries. We're here. We're here for the foreseeable, are we? Are we? We're here for the foreseeable, I think, anyway. I'm here until at least Christmas. Yeah. Uh, same. Are you? Same, same. I'm away at the weekend, but we won't be. We'll record before that. Um. Yeah, we're back. Last week's podcast actually blew up a bit again. People are getting, uh, they're actually getting something out of these podcasts now, <laughs> these days. Yeah, well, I think last week, the thing that really hit home with me, a lot of people wrote to me about it, was the fact that self-development books are a bit wanky and the fact that it's actually about spending time looking at yourself and implementing them rather than just consuming so much information that's completely fucking useless. Because you know yourself, you read Atomic Habits and it's a great book. Yeah. And then three months go by and you still have the same shit habits and you're sleeping in. So it definitely is all about implementation. I think you actually get a lot of that from just looking at yourself yeah. and going, right, this needs fixed. And then actually implementing is the key. And the problem is it's information overload rather than implementation. I think that was the key point of last week's. Yeah, a lot of people said the same thing. And then it made a lot of people kind of go down the rabbit hole of a lot of this, a lot of them books are the same thing, right? But the problem is there's only so many times you can sell the same book. So you have to say something kind of outlandish or or weird or different to get people to actually go, oh, fuck, this guy's a bit different. You know, this guy's maybe, maybe he's on to something. But really, there's no point every person saying, you got to get up at 5 a.m. You got to... Um, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to. Everybody says the same thing. Like a lot of the habits, a lot of habits of successful people are the same. But if twenty oh, so if, if twenty successful people bring out almost identical same book, it's not going to work. So they always put in something mad in it, and they probably I'd, I don't know. Like most of them probably don't do the real mental thing. Um, but there's a lot of like. There's a lot of good things you can take from every book, but there's also it's it's packaged up with a heap of bullshit as well, because that's what sells. Websites that you can like it summarizes books for you. Yeah, I get hit with all the time. Good. It's the master master something. It's an app where after you read a chapter in the book, you can go on to the app, and it kind of quizzes you on it. And like sets you tasks like to kind of implement certain things um, and then there's another guy who's got a podcast who actually just breaks down books pretty much twice a week uh, he does about an hour's podcast he's actually pretty good I like him he does it a lot of his is fitness books but so it's not really business books but he would do a lot of things like he would read a lot of them diet books like the 80-20 diet book or or this diet and that diet and then he would implement it and do it for a month or two and then feedback but um yeah it's if you're into your diet stuff that there but it's kind of a wee bit too much because every couple of weeks he's got a different diet to do yeah see i feel like a lot of the time with books too you get what you need from them but they're dry like some of them are dragged out the fuck like don't get me wrong i think like a fiction book's obviously different but like yeah. a self-development book sometimes it's like right the subtle order not giving a fuck right three chapters in you're like i completely understand the entire point of this and i'm not saying give up on the book don't get me wrong there's still more value in it but yeah the main thesis is fucking underlined from the first or second chapter normally normally and now jordan peterson stuff's maybe a bit different than that but i do think there is so much value in books but i just feel like it's trying to keep it with you is the very tricky thing 
Yeah, yeah, it's the value's definitely there. There is some of the books now are just fucking mental, but the value's depth. There's de- like there's value you could take out of every book, pretty much some sort of value or some sort of um, like it'll want it'll make you want to do better. But there is a lot of wanky stuff in it, and it's just you get these people like fucking you have to get up at 5am and smash the world and do this and do that and if they get up at 7am they seem like they feel like a failure because everybody else gets up at 5 which is complete horseshit like not complete bullshit because you get boys like was the Michael Jordan or 1am people used to fucking sleep all day or Shaq O'Neal I think it's very person dependent. Like, see, for me, I feel like waking up early really sets the tone for my day. But at the same yeah. time, if you're, it, it, it just depends on the individual. Like, there's people that, like, I built my entire business is waking up at like 8 a.m. It's only really now I wake up super early. So I don't believe there's a one size fits all. Like, there's no point in you getting up super early if you're always tired. But I do believe if you dial it back 15 minutes, it's just like, yeah. you're not going to get up and start watching telly or start fucking about. You're only going to get up if you're actually going to do tasks. So I do believe there's a benefit in getting up early. But see these people that go, I'm up at 4 a.m. That's yeah. just being a ball bag. Like there's no need for that. That's just, you know, the extreme side of it where they're almost trying to show off that they're grinding. Yeah, yeah. The like real that. people who are putting in the work won't do that, you know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I... Say if, like for instance tonight I come home from DJ and I'll get home from DJ maybe half two three by the time I get settled to go to sleep I'll still keep myself in routine tomorrow I'll get up maybe nine or ten I know the six hours it probably isn't enough sleep but I do that there because then that leads it doesn't wreck my Monday it keeps my Monday right keeps my Monday correct so it just means that the the week gets off to a good start instead of me like lying into. 12 to get my nine hour sleep it's just not going to work like that so i i'm a believer in routine so if i keep my routine like that i think it helps me better now the first day it does suck ass because you're so tired because you only got six hours sleep especially if you're training and different stuff but it's important if you're like if you're in the music industry you're in the, the kind of late night industry routine is the killer of it all so you have to work really hard to get some sort of routine. It was like when me and you used to train together, that was the sort of thing that we struggled with was get you into a routine. You know, you have to work out some sort of routine. It's always hard the first day, unless you're DJing seven nights a week and then you're screwed. But you have to just pick and choose your battles. Most people, routine habits and behaviors is what's going to define if they're successful in any endeavor. You know, whether you're trying to improve your family life, your relationship, your career, Joe, you're even even your own fucking body. Yeah. If you don't build good habits, or, or sorry, if you don't build good behaviors, you don't get good habits, yeah. and then you don't get to the end goal because literally you build your behaviors, they build your habits, and then that that dictates wherever you go. So if you're watching Netflix every night to two a.m., yeah. you're gonna struggle to stay in shape, chase your goals. Versus if you're in bed nice and early, that is good behavior that's gonna reflect the goals and where you want to go. I know that sucks, but that is really the truth. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same as people's behaviors with food, food in general. It's like you train hard all week. On a Friday night, you go out for a few pints and have a bit of food that's maybe not the best. Does that mean the whole week's for nothing? No, there's a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm off the yeah. rails now. I may as well go off it all weekend. But no, but it's, it's just like just go back on to your routine the next day, get back on. It's Some people are creating these real bad relationships with food and bad relationships even with training now and i see more and more like people going oh if i can't train five days a week what's the point training i've no time to train i can only i can only train twice a week i was kind of in that mold for a while where 
I was like, I can only commit to train twice a week, but twice a week's better than no times a week. That's sort of like perfect the enemy of done to an extent. You can't yeah, do yeah. it fully, don't do it all now. I do believe, yeah, that's tricky. That's a hard one to, I feel like that's a hard one to walk because I feel like that's almost like a, a mental behavior slash habit, if that makes sense. Do something that yeah. you're ingrained. That's an ingrained thought process that I feel that like to grind something like that out just takes time. Yeah. Well, that, the, the what you what was the wee term you just said there now about someone about done? Fuck me, I. Well, whatever oh, the wee term was. Perfect is the enemy of done. Well, I believe in that when it comes to business, but not when it comes to like there's st- certain things in life like getting your steps in. If you can go, I can't, I'll never get 15,000 or 10,000 steps today, but I can go out and rattle off 2,000 now. 2,000 is better than zero. You know what I mean? But if it's business wise, yeah, if it's business wise, like, like, like for instance, I took 808 off the market for, for the last few weeks because I just didn't have the time for it because I didn't want to. No, I, di- I just didn't have the time to do, do the work that needed to do. So I just took it off the market for a while. But that, that's just the way I would, business-wise, that's where I do stuff. But when it comes to your health, it comes to eating a wee bit, if you eat six times a day and you can only really eat clean or eat good food for three of them, and then the other ones are going to be convenience food, like like the best of a bad bunch, like buying it at the petrol station or getting it somewhere else, you know, a hot food counter or something, say if you're on the go all the time, well then make sure the other four times that you're actually really, really on key. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I would have been a be all, an all, all or nothing years ago, like all or nothing had to be 100% or no percent. But now I'm starting to kind of go, well, you know what? If I have to wait for that time where I have 100% to do these things, that'll never happen. Like it'll never, the 100% yeah. time, the perfect time will never come. So you just have to make, make the most of what the time you have. I feel like that's the same with a relationship though. A lot of people are waiting for like the perfect moment to say something or the perfect moment to go on a trip or the perfect moment to have fun. And they're putting yeah. it off for this like ideal scenario. And I feel like that's really what kills a lot of people is like, they almost feel like tomorrow is guaranteed and that you can always have a better tomorrow rather than trying to make the best of even a shit day. That's why you see if I ever have a down day, yeah. I'm always trying to get a laugh. It's like earlier I fell whenever I was getting out of the water on the rocks in my speedos and i just burst out laughing because you you decide if you get upset or happy or yeah. you laugh something off and i feel like every time you waste a moment like that it's just wasted i feel like i don't like that where everything has to be perfect the best parts of your life are gonna be the messy parts it's just your perception of the situation does that make sense yeah well like, you're in control if you want to be in a bad mood or not like really and truthfully that that's the honest truth of it like people can you know put you in a bad mood but you you're in control if you you allow them to put you in a bad mood and keep yourself in a bad mood that's up to you like you can hold a grudge you can go through the whole day of hating a certain scenario you can go through a whole day of hating work but at the end of the day that is something that you control yourself no it's not external things uh, you know influence a bit but you're in control of it like it's like when you fell coming out of the water that could have been the end you know your day day over way back to bed Fuck this, fuck this. But no, you're just laughing off and go, Jesus, they're, they're, no, typical me or whatever. But that's, a lot of people these days now are like, you know, oh, I hate my job, I hate this, I hate that. You know, I'm in a, such a bad mood all the time. Or as you says, you know, it's never the perfect time. But like, 
tomorrow, as you just said, tomorrow isn't guaranteed ever. Later today is not guaranteed. You know, many times, like I and I've done this over the years. Many times have you said no to people to do social stuff because of work or because of like just other stuff that didn't really matter, and you said no. And then you go years yeah. later of going, fuck, I missed all them boy stag dudes, or I missed all these guys' weddings, or I missed all these nights out, or I missed all this stuff. Because you said no, because you thought the work came first, or or, or other stuff came first. And then really, when you look back and go, that really wasn't important, but as important as doing something that, you know, meant something to you with people that mean something to you. See, for me, with whole idea of like you need to skip social occasion you need to skip drinking because you're on the grind nine times out of ten what i see is whether i'm working with people like that are in that area so if you're a business owner and then you're like oh i'm grinding i can't go out on a saturday nine times out of ten anyway they do fuck all on a saturday they pretend like they're working but they end yeah. up scrolling procrastinating the work's pure shit they'd be better actually taking the time off and then actually logging in going fucking hard at the work and getting a far better turnaround and actually having a better balance their life versus this whenever you work all the time it just becomes sloppy and then you're, you're yeah. actually just never getting where you need to go and it's just so fucking stupid yeah there's so many people do that and go oh like i can't go out on saturday night because you know i have so much work on and then you're like what are you doing saturday night i just looked at snapchat and instagram stories and lay on the sofa and then i ended up staying up all night and watching ufc to five in the morning morning. and you're like what are you like you don't have to go out and drink be led you know Joe, before we even, I know this is obviously going down a rabbit hole. Joe, what somebody actually wrote to me during the week, and I meant to mention before we came on the podcast, is somebody actually wrote to me. That, I know we've obviously got female listeners too, but I found this quite an interesting one. And about three or four people wrote it to me because we touched on it in the last couple of podcasts. And it was about what it actually is to be more, not an alpha male, but just a competent male was really what he wrote. And it was a very interesting thing. And I feel like, see that touch point about being able to actually control your emotions in situations that aren't going your way or think logically. I feel like they're very important things. Do you want to shit? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't believe you should be happy and content in every situation. But I mean, when shit's going against you, yeah. you, you know, you trip, you fall, you get whatever happens, you, things don't go your way. Whether you laugh it off or you sulk, every moment you give away, I think that shows emotional control. And when you don't have emotional control, I feel like that's a real missing tool in like a man's capability, like in their toolbox yeah. you need to have. Yeah, men normally get angry. Yeah, you know, they get I, angry I mean, and they act out, and they don't control their emotions as well as some females control their emotions a lot better. Which is, which, in a way, it's it's changing slightly. Um, fuck, I think it's a mix. Yeah, fellas are getting better at communicating. I think a lot more now, but a lot of the time, commun- very difficult though. Do you not feel like in this day? Sorry, I do not mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're right. right. Do you not feel like in maybe this is my this is maybe a bit of insecurity come for me? Do you feel like as a male though, and be brutally honest here, and this is me, do you feel like when you? Sh- I guarantee there's men listening to this because I feel like if I show communication and you show vulnerability, that is a tricky thing to show as a male. I know they say that's a sign of strength, but there's certain females that will see that as a bit off the off putting. As much as you don't want to admit yeah. that as a man, a man is supposed to in a female's eye. I'm not saying men can't talk about females. I mean, in terms of there's a fine balance. You still have to have that like male yeah. prowess is the word. Well, it's, it's, it's you a, come from that? masculine energy. You still have yeah, to be like most, most females will still want the alpha. They'll always want the alpha. No, like most females don't want the beta, right? 
and they want the masculine energy. But see when you mix the masculine energy and the emotional intelligence, that's where the game changer happens. That's the that's the fine balance. Nobody wants the no lady wants a guy that's gonna whinge and cry and poor him, poor me, but they also want a guy who's willing to step up to the mark and go, I was wrong, you were right. I understand where you're coming from. I understand your feelings. But they want him, when push comes to shove, that he's going to be a protector and that he can yeah, keep her safe. And, you know, it, it does go back to the old age, old, as a man's a man. But once you put that together with emotional intelligence, that's that's where, that's where you see the real men, in my opinion. Yeah, it's showing emotional intelligence, not just vulnerability. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with coming forward, but I feel like, there's a clear difference with being vulnerable where you're just opening up and actually coming forth with actual knowledge, actual impl- implementation, things that, for example, it's like if you have a relationship and things are going well and you can put your hand up and go, look, I fucked this, yeah. but I'm working hard and you can lay out all your cards on the table, give it your all, but you're still not afraid to take your cards off the table if it's not right. Like I feel like yeah. knowing... Being being open, honest, transparent, playing with your full heart, but then being able to turn around and go, I respect myself enough to walk away. That I'm willing to I'm willing to walk away because yeah. I do feel like seeing a relationship. If you aren't willing to walk away from the relationship, it's not balanced. You have to be willing to turn around at some stage and go, if you're not treating me right, this isn't gonna. I'm I'm willing to walk away. Yeah. Like you have to respect yourself yeah. enough. Sometimes I feel like I know that's maybe heavy. Yeah. It's obviously different if you're married and things are going on, but. Sometimes I feel like if you don't lay that boundary early, that can then flow to somebody wearing the pants. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, it's a partnership. Very people, few relationships, I would, I, I would say. Very few relationships are a partnership, but it should be a partnership. If you're not man enough or willing enough or emotionally intelligent enough to know when to walk away if something's not good for you, the amount of people in toxic relationships it is nuts. It's nuts. If you made some couple sit down and go, what do you like about your partner? They would go, hmm, and they'd have to think about it. But if you said to them, what do you dislike about your partner? They would go straight away and go, boom, 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 boom. It's mad that people are like, they're in these relationships that they probably shouldn't be in, but they don't know no difference. So they just stay of what's easy. People love, we talked about last week, they love easy. Everybody loves easy. But no one when time is up walk away the end the end goal or or whatever you want out of the relationship isn't probably going to happen but be in society and what we'll do we'll just make do make do should never be enough make do should never be what you want you should always strive for more like i've been in relationships where it's make do and only realize it years later you know, you, even like years and years there, you're like, geez, you're, you're looking back now and go, what the fuck was I at? Like, what was I doing in that relationship? And there's nothing wrong with the girl at all. Like, the, there was no problem with her at all. It was just, oh, together as, as as a partnership, it was just like, it just was nonsense. Like, it was nonsense. It, it's a very tricky thing. I feel, I feel like every single one is is very unique, very different. And you can't, this is where I feel like, see, whenever people get advice in their relationships, I feel like, yes, you can go to a counselor. Yes, you can get a therapist. But deep down, you need to make the decision because you're going to be the one that has to live with it. And I think, see, sometimes whenever you hand that, you get so many advice from so many different people. Yeah. Did you ever hear that quote, too many chefs ruin the soup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I feel like when you get too much advice at times, you can't actually listen to your own self, your own intuition, and make a decision for yourself. See, when you can't do that, Aye. that's passing the reins. That's passing the fucking steering wheel. There's somebody else in your life and going, you make the decision for me because I'm too scared. I'm a little bitch. You make the decision. And then at least if shit goes wrong, you can go, well, I made that. That was wrong. Versus going, oh, do you know what? I was advised this and that. That's just passing the buck. That's not right. Yeah. But imagine like you came to me and you go, Mickey, for the next 24 hours, you're making every decision in my life. People do people do that. People people do that, they right? Realizing it. I, exactly. They don't realize they're doing that. So why would you take advice from someone who doesn't know the inner intricate nature of your relationship? Like, you can only know what I tell you, but you you, know, you don't know what goes through behind closed doors. You don't know what's going through her brain. You don't know what's going through your brain if you don't communicate it right. But yet, we'll listen to advice from people that, you know, even people like us, you know, if people's taking advice from us, we're not gurus, right? We're just talking as two fellas would talk openly about stuff. But if we can spark the idea or the or the trail of thought to make a change or you might need to make a change, that's it. Now, you're never going to follow our advice word for word unless it's about training if you're from Tony and about maybe DJing for me, right? But <laughs> if we can spark that thing in your head to make you like think maybe things aren't right or maybe, or, or even the opposite, you know what? Things are really good here. Because sometimes it's really good to go, fuck, I actually don't, didn't realize how good I have it or how good my relationship is or how good my girl is or how good my fella is. Nope, sometimes people don't realize what what they have until they don't really have it see when you when you get advice you get a biased opinion without realizing it because you just told them the yeah. side of the story that you see so then the problem is they're coming in with a very similar perception to you versus if you really want advice you would almost need to go to the other person say it was a relationship the other person you and then try and mix match but the problem is you're going to get two biased opinions so the only people that are going to make a decision on a relationship or for example me on a business is going to be me as much as you can get other intakes i do just feel like it's passing the buck and it's something i try to get very good at now i don't but like for example if i'm deciding a logo that's normal but see yeah. ever, it's something that i'm trying to move quite quickly with i've tried to pass that off do you ever hear this and i know i, I relate quite a lot to, to jordan peterson i think this is a very good time to actually bring this and i'm sure you've seen it and it's like there's a time in every now this obviously reflects for a woman too but there's a time in every man's life when his father dies but there's this happens twice once when he actually dies and the second time there's a symbolic death whenever you go to your father and you realize that they know no more about the answer than you do because yeah. they're you're their level now and the thing is you can either turn around and try and get advice off them and stay there yeah or you can actually go right well now i actually have to make my own decisions because i'm at that level i'm an adult now versus some people will never actually get that symbolic death because they'll always allow their father or somebody above them to make that decision for them versus when you go do you know what everybody's winging it he's winging it he's doing his best give me advice yes he's more experienced like my dad gives me the best advice if i want yeah. it but sometimes you have to go I need to start learning. And I feel like the only way you learn is by actually leaning into that and actually going forward, making decisions, making mistakes, and then that's how you move forward. That's the thing. Everybody is winging it to a certain oh, so extent. Much. There's that many things that can happen. Stuff can get in the way. We're all winging it. Just some people are better at winging it than others. And then you get guys who go, ah, oh, lad, I'm not happy. I'm just winging it through life. Fair play to you. You're doing it. You're getting through it. You know, Nobody's got all the answers. 
anybody tells you they have all the answers or it all sorted but you can look at certain people right and you go he's got it sussed he's got it sussed but we like n- nobody has the sussed like i had a person i was chatting the last night and go you're so on the ball you know it just seems like everything's you know fall into place for you I'm like no it's not it's an absolute firestorm <laughs> i just hold it together better than most people but we're all just winging it and you know what I quite like winging it. It's fun. There's something fun about, you know, you know, putting out them fires, fi- fighting all them fights, you know, trying to graft, trying to do more. If you had all the answers and everything was just in a straight line, I don't know if I'd be having as much fun. For, for me, if you could show me where my life would be in 30 years, no matter how yeah. good it is, I would always want to roll the dice because I don't want to know where I'm going because I feel like there's no fun in that. It's the same reason I left the fire service. Now I loved it. There was a great buzz. But and it was so reasons, secure. Like that was that's as secure as a job as you can get in the world. Yeah, and one of the main reasons why I left is just I knew where my life would be in 30 years. Now, would I have been content, happy? Yeah, but I also would have turned around and went, what if? Could have, should have, would have. And for me, I feel like actually, as you said, putting out the fires, putting out the small things, the issues, winging it is where I, as much as it's probably a little bit more stress, it's more fun, you know, yeah. like going on trips or going on things last minute or actually doubling down and winging it. And like, it's the same with the app. Like, see when I launched the app there, it was like, obviously it was done to an extent, but you know, whenever it launches, I was like, I have no clue what way this is going to go. People are asking questions and you're having to go, fuck, I actually haven't thought that fully through. I'm going to have to figure that out right now. And that's part of the process. Part like, of the process. Part of it. And there's somebody listening to the app right now going, yeah, well, I actually probably fucking thought that. But like the thing is, as long as you're doing it from a good place, you're trying to actually move forward and actually help people in, or you help yourself and then you're playing properly. And I feel like that's the proper way to do it versus you can get caught, as you said, playing safety. I don't love this whole comfort zone. Do you ever, I fucking I hate, hate the comfort zone. You don't grow. In, such an overused phrase now that you don't grow in the comfort zone. So over, it's yeah, so overused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I feel like that that whole conversation around I don't like the idea of like an alpha male because I feel like it can be heavy, yeah. heavy, and a lot of females switch off from it. But it's one of the things where I do feel like there is that fine line. As much as men can be more open, vulnerable, I feel like you go to a therapist and talk about stuff like that. But I do feel like to an extent, feeling like a man or the woman feeling like you're a man never hurts. And I'm not saying you need to fucking cook steaks and be a uh, rugged lumberjack. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but there is a, as you said you still have to have masculine traits if you're gonna and i feel like that's simple things like the way you dress the way you walk the way you speak and you can actually train them sort of things and i do yeah. feel like whenever you line out the traits of like like me and me and sean done this before and we outlined like what we feel like and i've said this before like you need to be able to articulate yourself well you need to be able to have physical competency join like physical combat to an extent that's one of the reasons why i started mma you need to be able to actually be in good fucking shape you can't be you can't be overweight not looking good not looking after yourself you're not going to feel like a proper alpha you're not going to feel like a proper man yeah you need to be able to provide for yourself your family they're small traits and as much as people say that it's not needed now this is certain things that you would be like well that would actually not make me feel fucking worse like anybody that provides for the family is not going to feel worse it's actually what you're probably put on earth to do yeah well that's yeah no you hit the nail on the head there that's kind of if you if you strip it back to the fundamentals of why you know why a man's a man and why men are on earth it's that's the fundamentals of it you know it's hardwired i feel like behaviors like there's a reason that like i, I know this sounds annoying and it's not me saying there's i feel like every relationship it's 50 50 but there's a reason why a uh, like biology if you look at animals like a uh, 
certain animals will hunt and pa- like so for example like the male the male and the female penguin both go out to sea and share do their split but then you'll see other ones where like for example the alpha male will get all the females in like a lion versus lioness and it, it is sort of hardwired in to it not society but it's hardwired in because when you look at this and you look at like a and this is maybe in street maybe it's just me maybe it's the way i'm looking at it, but i think as well like if you line up a man right and he is a millionaire versus somebody who works makes 30k a year yeah like it doesn't matter if they're both the same looking person yeah. same person but with i don't care what you say that person with more money more wealth is slightly more attractive oh yeah to, mo- to most to most well depends not if the, the money if, it's 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 the traits if they the get traits, no well well i don't know i don't know about there. that if the guy's a, a elon musk or a zuckerberg no but i'm saying same person oh also it's the same person yeah 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 but it's also like comes down to like the, the big dick energy approach yes like see what someone like like i've been told by by people in the past if, when I walk into a room, I get no. They'll notice that I've walked into the room, even if I'm in quiet. Like, like I've been told this before. Even if I don't open my open my, like, say anything, because I've I've this kind of confidence, right? And it's grown from over the years from DJ, and is nothing really bothers me now. Like nothing, I can walk into a room with X, Y, and Z, A listers, whatever. Um, I could be in green rooms with Stormzy. I could be with Joel Corey at doing stuff, right? But they're just people. And I've noticed over the years, everyone is the same. Everybody's got the same sort of worries. As I said, we're back again. Everybody's winging it. You know, I would never walk into a room and be shy because someone's very successful. I'm more, no, I'm more like walk into the room and thinking, geez, I'm happy I'm in this room with these people. Because it shows yeah. something's probably going okay in my life, but the big dick energy thing isn't nothing to do with the size of your dick. It's to do with how you feel and how you are as a person and the energy you give off. It's nothing That's to do with I mean. you know. It's nothing to do with anything else. It's not to do. See, the thing is, it's not to do with the money. It's to do with the how you probably the the energy you bring with it. So the mindset, and it's the same with, for example, like. You relate the same person that is in shape or out of shape, or the same person that's six foot three versus a wee bit small. Like there's 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 things that where these change the the behaviors of the person. Like usually, like uh, what's another example of that as well? You could be somebody that is Joe in a job where they maybe feel they make a bigger difference than something else, so it gives them more confidence. Yeah. So then all of a yeah. sudden they they walk in prouder. It's like. I probably walked in a room prouder whenever I was a firefighter than other times. And I feel like, as you said, that is your BDE. That's your big dick energy. And it's not a case of, I really want to hammer home the point. It's not about money. That's not what it's attracting. No. It's what the traits are. Like, for example, see where I put in the X, the things that are never put up is when he's per. It's not that. It's when he's not ambitious, when he's not going to yeah. drive. Like, the reason that person with abs, in my opinion, is wanted, like in society, isn't to do with the abs. It's to do with the fact that they actually dedicate and have hard work. Yeah. That's in them. You can't have a good body without a work ethic. It's simple. So then that is the attractive trait in my eyes, not the abs. Yeah. Well, it's like, would you rather be a rich man with no confidence or a poor man with loads of confidence? Poor you man know, all day. Poor man all day long. All day long, I'd be a poor man with confidence. Because if you don't have confidence or if you're or female with confidence, the chances of you doing better is less because you're not going to take chances like if you could be so much confidence that you'll crash and burn nine times out of ten but you'll hit that one clinker you'll get that one belter and that's all you need you just need the one winner 
and that you that could be you set for the rest of your life that could be your family set that could be a generational set but if you haven't got the confidence you'll never take that single risk like the i've always this is a saying that i was told years ago there's no genius without risk and that's like it's always i think it actually came from eric cantona or someone like that there there's no genius without risk if you don't take the risk how do you how are you going to no, this big idea like there's so many people's got class ideas but they're afraid of sharing it with people in case somebody goes oh, you're an idiot <laughs> you're a fucking idiot coming out of that like i had an idea for an app years ago right not, not a training app well it was kind of like a training app it was trained by mickey quinn right and somebody stole the idea there last year no it was called uh, well the idea was called gym buddy right it was about if you were in a different country and you need somebody to train with it would be like a tinder for a gym buddy Oh, fuck right me. i thought this is a cracker idea so i told a mate of mine and friend of mine goes i there's one of them in america it's got like 40 million people use it daily it's like business people would use it and people that are just like in the city for you know is there anybody training chest and fucking upper queens or whatever and supposedly this app is flying off but i thought i was this genius with this idea but i didn't tell nobody for years and years and years and i was like you know what i might actually look into this again and then the guy the guy said this like yeah i've used that app before see yeah fucking hell don't know that's a bit of a mad one i feel like a don't know where that even came from my they even speaking of the apps like the app was absolutely nuts there like i know people are probably interested in probably were going to tune in to know so 48 hours and I closed it I capped numbers one because of the server but two because I feel like with everything I don't know what kinks are there I don't know what's going to happen and I feel like just cramming in as many people as possible is just a really bad fucking business move in anything whenever you do it it's you're you're just going to get quantity over quality and it's always going to negatively impact the service like yeah yeah well until you get the until you get the kinks ruled out you may as well because I know we, don't, we haven't talked numbers but I know there's a lot of people signed up so you get the kinks ruled out and then once you know because the best feedback you can get is from the f- initial users and yeah, then why- open it again and then fill it again and fill it again and fill it again you know but you'd be, ma- you'd be mad to bring you'd be mad to put on too many people at the start you'd be mental to do that it's just one of the things where it's hard to know, you know, because see, for me, it's walking this fine line. Like I need a decent amount in that it actually makes it worthwhile, but then it's trying not to get too many that the service is compromised. So it's like a fine line. So what I done was I mapped out the max I would allow in. And as soon as I hit the max, I was like, I'll give it an, I'll give it a uh, two hours and then close it. So I hit the max around 12 and then closed around two today. And, uh, like you can project when the max is going to be at. So like I could have rolled. I reckon I could have double in it if I pushed it harder on yeah. like stories and all. Uh, but I don't want that. Like I, if I had been messaging people and all, like I have loads of people now that are messaging me going, oh, I thought I'd be able to sign up tonight and all. But as you said, it, it's it's a bit, it is very surreal, but it, do you know what it is as well? It's one of the things where the only reason it's went well is because I've been coaching for so, so long. And I, I feel like as well, it's one of the things where like a pound a day or as you said 80p a day for a fucking bag of crisps and this isn't a plug because you can't get in it anymore but like you, there's such a fucking high priced online coaching scene at the minute that yeah. it's actually extortionate to an extent so to, to be able to offer look here is my one to one coaching which is higher priced or here's the middle ground the hybrid or here is the, the, the 30 pound a month app it allows people to go do you know what 
I can't afford that. This is what I'll do. Or it lets you go, do you know what? I want that extra accountability. I'll take that. So it gives you multiple options. See, whenever you only have one option as a coach, yeah. you've only got one high ticket price point and it's really high ticket. You're going to lose out people that generally just can't afford your service. It's fucking stupid. Charging like 997 for three months is daylight fucking robbery, realistically. And I, I don't know how people do it. So it's funny things where you have to, in my opinion, I like the fact that I'm offering to all people because it means then, Joe, you're actually delivering a service for impact rather than, oh, I wonder, can I just make more money? And I feel like that is, I feel like a lot of people are getting into coaching. I see sometimes, yeah. I just see it because when I'm talking to people, they're not talking about results. They're not talking about learning. They're talking about sales, marketing. Now, don't get me wrong. I teach all that. Yeah. But at the same time, how I know when a coach is going to succeed is whenever they're focused on the client and the result and the, the actual delivery of the service over everything else first. Because then once you get that right, everything else will flow like i never had enough no nothing in my business apart from results and it blew up versus whenever you, you see people now and it's all content it's all a show it's all just this smoke and mirrors versus like yeah when you look under the bottom of the hood you're like this is dog shit versus yeah. mine was dog shit like on the outside but it looked pretty fucking good in the inside when you got in so yeah look i don't want to i don't want to make it right yeah actually i was chatting to jimmy Gunry. remember he was on our podcast at the start yes chatting to jamie on saturday night in belfast actually and jamie was saying that a lot of pts and people they have no nothing and there's nothing cement so there's a lot of them don't have gyms a lot of them don't have anything they just have their online thing so jamie's always got his gym in dublin jamie b he was with you in marbella he met you in marbella yeah he was in dubai and he was like all these other influencers are doing that or just doing it all things that can just disappear over the month there's nothing cement for them to come back to which is a thing that hit home when i was telling him about your your app and he was like yeah he goes tony's fucking blew up this last week and he goes that app's the smartest thing he could do because he goes it's something that's solid and it's there it's more substantial than people just signing up for three months and then disappearing or or, or trying to get people to stay on long term he said that he'll like he his gym allows him to have the life that he wants to have and his online stuff is the extra but the gym is the thing the constant if everything else went away the gym would still be there yeah the, for, for me I the main reason I don't it is one I want to help more people that's the quickest way to do it two I don't want to charge a fortune and number three I want to actually get my life back so that cuts down your own work very time consuming and don't get me wrong I love doing it but I systemize that process so if you actually fucking implement it you can get a really good result and it all your all the only thing that needs systemized in coaching if you've ever been coached before all you're paying for is don't get me wrong training nutrition is great you're paying for the check-in so i just systemize that process where you can do it yourself and i can review them do and i get a free sign up what do i get a free sign up there you can get a free sign up yeah i'll like do a review one. i'll do a real review Oh Jesus, no! It'll be like inside. You ever see like a inside trained by Tony? <laughs> inside this pyramid scheme tonight, we have, and it'll be you outside my house, and my mom, my mom counting all the money. Do you know the bills uh, under the fucking roof? The dog, yeah. the dog trying to bite me. <laughs> Sound yeah, like the attack I, dog? Because <laughs> your your man, so a man knocked our door the other day. I'll not say who, and he was like, oh. Uh, he was talking about you know obviously me doing well, and he turned around to mom and was like, ah, oh, you know, if he's hiding the money under under your mattress. Your nose will be touching the roof. And then I turned around and was like, where do you, what? I was like, in what world do you think, like what? I'm going around collecting 30 yeah, yeah. here and there. I was, I was like, what do you, like, I was like, in what world is, is people still collecting cash? Like, Joe, it's fucking bonkers. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. 
Um, but I that's that's that's, that's the thing. I it's so funny when people come out with stuff like that. Like I, I was out no months Friday night, and I bumped into a few boys, and they're like, "Fuck, geez, you're doing all right." And I was like, "I did." And all he goes, "I, I, 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 yeah." That's a nice car, yeah. I mean, you're just like Jesus Christ, lads. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, just come yeah, out and ask me what you, you know what you're thinking. Like people have this just weird. Is it? I don't know. We talked about it before. Is it? Is it an Irish thing? Is it? Is it a you no? Know, a British and Irish thing where you know if you're doing well, they have to talk about it, but they talk about it kind of in a near negative way. It's like, oh, oh, your bed's bound to be sore now. Back while the notes underneath it. I feel like it's like a compliment with a jag when somebody says something that it's like here's a compliment but let's also bring you back down to earth whereas I feel like that then highlights for me like what I've been doing a lot of recently is analyzing when people speak their body language or even just simple things it's like Joe if you sit down at a dinner table right and yeah. nobody knows each other or just barely just watch what way people start to face at the dinner table who they start to look towards you know oh. if there's a good looking female there all of a sudden you notice more body position start to turn towards her do you notice men get protective it was like a for example i was out in i was out for dinner a while back and i just noticed a couple of wee things where for example when you're talking to somebody if somebody else then puts their hand like not meaning that they naturally just put their hand across that person without realizing it and you're like oh interesting joe you know, simple things like yeah. that where you're maybe analyzing i feel like they're you don't realize it but i see as you say that like our thing i feel like a lot of the time people don't think before they speak and i used to be very guilty of this and we you would notice this in the earlier podcasts for me i would have interrupted you i would have spoke over you would have done it the same to me yeah and the thing is it's because you're unsure and you're thinking well i need to get this point across your point will still be valid in two minutes and probably actually make a lot more sense if you actually give it the time see interrupting somebody it's one of the rudest things you can do because you're ruining their train of thought and i also feel like you're not learning your thought process to connect and you can tell do you know when somebody's waiting to reply versus listening it's a very different trait it's a yeah. very different skill set yeah well there's also like well because we do this on zoom people probably do know this we do this on zoom right there's a reason joe bro joe bro joe rogan won't do he's only done one podcast virtually and that was with your guys and hayden not julian assange the other guy snowden snowden he will not do anything over zoom because and people interrupt each other over Zoom. That's why he makes all his people on his podcast wear headphones to try to minimize the chance of them talking over each other. That's what I better. said to you when you were talking about you on the three-way podcast a while ago and you were like, it was hard to do three-way and I was like, you didn't wear headphones. Is it because even though you're only sitting across the table, it's still hard when, when you've got people with a train of thought want to say something. But if you're if you have them dialed in the headphones, it makes it easier because there is... It's hard when you're having such a, a, a good conversation and as you said, you want to get your point across. So you're dying to say it and you get near almost excited. You're like, oh, and then you want to bust in. But then you're like, you have to stop yourself. As you said, a minute later, your point's still going to be valid. But people get excited. That's why you get boys like Alex Jones and Piers Morgan, who they're shouters. Simon Jordan, who's on TalkSport, he doesn't just talk over someone. He does it in a way that he gets away with because he almost turns it into a yelling match which is his way of interrupting whereas if he would interrupt just at normal volume people go oh that's rude but he interrupts and you go oh here we go Simon say he's losing the plot where he comes in yelling and shouting like Alex Jones if you ever listen to a podcast or Joey Diaz if he wants to interrupt someone he'll he'll go in at a real high volume like see what I think there is also a really good take home that if people don't know this for workflow or for anything 
the reason not only do you wear the headphones for uh, to help you to communicate better about podcast but if you ever wear headphones when you're trying to work versus say for example listening to music on your laptop when you listen and you've got your headphones dialed in it dials everything out and it oh, dials yeah. you in so your workflow gets better and the beauty about that is then you're focused on the sound because then all of a sudden say a car drives by or a bin lorry or any external noise you're now so zoned in that you can't think about that versus if your attention is ever taken away from your task that you're doing that shows that you're allowing external stimulus like so for example you're doing a hard work block your phone is within hand reach. Yeah. You've already set yourself up for the failure. If you haven't got headphones on, set yourself up for failure. Environment dictates yeah. progress. Not even talks about small tasks. It's like, are you setting the scene for whatever you need to do? So for example, it's prime example is like, if you're trying to have a proper conversation with somebody over dinner and you have your phone on the table, you've already fucking shot yourself in the foot. It's the first thing that I will actually notice with somebody now. And it's the same with like, if I have a business meeting or anything like that, I try and make sure all, all the cues or the things that can distract me are limited to an extent. So headphones on, zoned in, no distractions. And I feel like that's really, really key yeah. to, to, to anything, even having a proper relationship. See, just removing your phone. Yeah. You'll just zone in. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're in a proper relationship with someone and you want to actually spend proper time with them and you are always on your phone scrolling, that's not going to happen. Put your phone Dead away. For the relationship. Put it on airplane mode. The other thing, when you were just saying it is, think about this here. You ever see a coder code? Coders, first thing they do, headphones on, get in the zone. If you want to really, really get in the zone, dial in on your work, dial in on your study. If there's students listening to this, dial in your study. Get your headphones on, block out all external noise, and be in control of every single thing that's hitting your ear. And one thing I would definitely recommend, and you'll know this as well, is you will work better or decide decisions or work whenever there is no lurks yeah. in the song. Because yeah. it'll allow you to focus better. Joe, uh, is it Ludovoco? Is very, very good for this. Hans uh, as well. If you listen to his playlist, it's absolutely phenomenal because it's just really good for workflow. It yeah. gets you ticking. And I think even Deep House, I've I've also listened to like Disney guitar, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But something that is just calm and lets you work in proper flow. Because I feel like if you, did you ever see the saying, if you can do twenty minutes of undistracted work, yeah, you're already a hundred percent ahead of the competition. Like you're absolutely miles ahead because everybody's just so distracted that it completely fucking ruins oh, their progress. The world anything. is distracted. Everything, everything you have in your life is created to distract you. Your phone, the TV, now even with Netflix, everything even more so. There's never going to be a time in your life where you go, oh, there's nothing on because everything is on everything is there from youtube to every single thing you want you don't even have to go to the cinema anymore like that's that's the weird thing of the world at the minute everything is a distraction like every single thing is a distraction and every single time sure. every Your single time is, now name one person that always has their phone out of hand reach and it's it's a trade i've got very good at so like certain situations now i will leave my phone away like i'll not take it to the dinner table even if it's just a different room i'll not take it to the bedroom and these are things where you, i think you can set your and i've done it like i've been guilty of this you just set yourself up for failure or you set yourself up for success just by simple behaviors like oh do you know what it doesn't matter if i keep my phone in my room but then all of a sudden you're sleeping shit you're waking up late you're, you're watching off. tiktoks fucking versus you're arriving to the dinner you're arriving to dinner and you put your phone in a bowl or you put it somewhere else yeah you're gonna have a much better conversation even if do you know what as well I feel a really good quote is see if you're looking at a partner or you're looking at somebody else to have certain traits you need to have them so if you want somebody to listen to you you first need to listen 
if you want somebody to actually care about you, you need to care about them because then them traits will be reflected versus if, for example, when somebody is on there, somebody pulls out their phone when you're talking to them, what do you automatically do? You go, well, they don't give a fuck and you pull out your phone. Ah. And then all of a sudden, these are two boring bastards on your phone and it's the most annoying thing. It's like my pet hate now because when me and my dad go out for coffee, it's one thing I really love whenever I take like my dad and my mom and they, they're not on their phones. So they're the not, they're not the phone generation. They, But do you think sometimes you you probably do you think people take out their phones and scroll because they're nervous because they're it's nervous and social social i like a safety mechanism like i know like a lot of people now they can't like walk anywhere and not have their phone out like scrolling while they're walking or say if they're walking past like a group of fellas or a, a boy walking past a group of girls they'll take their phone out and look at it or they'll put it up to their ear or something you know, there's it's like a coping mechanism i think almost when people people take their phone out or they're in a group of friends and they'd be on their phone now there is some people are just addicted to scrolling but i do think there's a there's a thing that's like it's a coping mechanism for people in certain social social kind of surroundings because like I do think the world itself is a wee bit more there's a lot more anxiety there's a lot more social anxiety I think at the moment around the world if it was me and I didn't have my business on my phone I would be completely fine with losing it yeah. I honestly don't use it for anything but work anymore and I feel like if you were to turn around and say lose your phone now a lot of people would have a meltdown because it is a safety mechanism yeah. it's the one thing they've got that they hold dearest and I feel like that is a really negative thing and it, don't get me wrong I believe that it's great as well there's real plus sides that you can stay communicated but I do believe it's a gift for communication. It's funny because the one device that was made to bring people closer, I feel makes people further away than ever. Hundred percent is the phone. Hundred percent. It's, it's it, it was it was designed so you could ring somebody across the world, and now yeah. you be in a room with somebody that's flown halfway across the world to see you, right. and you're and on, on your Instagram phone. giving your attention to somebody else. I just feel like it's as much as it annoys me, and I've been guilty of it as well. And it's something I'm really trying to nestle down with. And I've done habits. I've used screen time. I deleted loads of my apps. I have a work phone. So and I feel like see actually removing it for most of my day it's yeah. probably been the most beneficial thing I've done in the last 6 to 12 months it's been a game changer and see the quality of my life see in the last yeah. 4 months you, do you know how you'll know as well is my mum, dad, auntie all my ones listen to the podcast and they talk to me all the time and they go to me see the difference in even the way you speak when we listen to you now compared to how yeah oh, that people, every, most, people said that to me too but, but you can tell like a girl actually said to me probably about 3 days ago no more than three days ago a girl said to me she noticed the difference yeah because I'm I'm in the room I've always been so stressed at work and always zoned in working 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 see if you don't take time to actually rejuvenate yourself take energy get energy see taking a walk and not fucking scrolling you come back and you'll be in a better headspace now as you said if, if people are noticing that about me that's such a positive change and that's from a couple of simple things that's from journaling that's from removing uh, my phone a wee bit like these aren't groundbreaking fucking no. achievements these are simple habits that i'm starting to replace so replace a bad habit with a good habit and then you'll notice your behavior start to improve and you'll go well why am all of a sudden am i feeling happier because you know, you're spending more time with the people that matter you're not comparing yourself because you're not allowing it to happen see this idea that people are going oh well i compare myself to people on instagram and they're making me feel shit stop going on fucking instagram you're not getting paid to be like uh, you're I, not getting I, I paid to be on instagram I, I'm getting paid to be on Instagram right. so my job is to create and hook you in with, sh with fucking muck content that's my job <laughs> that's what I'm all about right see every minute you give to me of Instagram the closer you are to purchasing now, don't get me wrong I do believe I I provide as much value as I possibly can the I, you're not a charlatan you're not selling somebody fucking dick pills like no, no, you're, you're giving something something that's going to help, help them yeah exactly see the minute somebody buys off me and comes on board coaching 
in the starter thing it's like please delete apps or at least cut them down or remove them or try and get your time back so you can implement this and it's funny because the one thing that brought you in i'm almost like right now it's time to think and i always turn around people and go see if i'm a negative like i had somebody write to me before and they're actually not a friend but they're never coaching they goes i always get really distracted by your page because i always end up comparing myself to you and i was like unfollow me yeah i was like that is negative that i am negative to you whatever way you're perceiving me so just remove me and there's no harm in that it's it's one of these things where as, as you said, I feel like your energy is completely self-dependent and you decide if you're going to be up, down, you're going to bring energy, you're going to bring conversation. And for me, I'm just sick of living life where I was just going for the motions, making money, feeling okay and living life at 40%. Whereas I'd rather dial some things back, dial things up because you decide what, what way you live life. You decide if you're happy, you're sad, you're content, you're up, you're down. If you're going to bring energy to the conversation or if you're going to sit there and be a boring fuck. So it's one of these things, even whenever I go out for like a walk with my dad or walk the dog earlier, like no i don't i don't like this idea be present like i mean fucking be there like oh, just be there a conversation like joe not just be present like it's all well and good not being on your phone but i mean like ask them yeah what is going on with you how are you and then you'll notice the conversation just get a lot deeper like i remember talking to my, my mom recently about something and i had a really deep conversation and i actually wouldn't even want to say it, it was that personal to her and she said that in front of me and my sister and she and she, she goes i've never told a soul that. and i was like it, it was something that happened a long time ago whenever I was born in Shauna and it's something that was so heavy and I was like that is such a monumental moment that you've never told yeah. us and just the way you think you know everything about a person <laughs> yeah. there's layers and things you won't know unless you spend time let, like energy breaking down them and like I'm probably closest with my mom and see when you find out something like that you're like I've not put enough energy into this. It's like, yeah. when's the last time you asked your partner, Joe, you know, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Where do, where do you want to travel? Where yeah. do you want to be? Like, Joe, and these questions, if you don't ask them, you don't get an answer. And then you go on, why Why are we not happy? Or why am I miserable? Because there's not been a, you, people don't communicate with themselves even, Joe. I, I used to not ask myself, what do I really want? Yeah. And see, whenever I ask myself what I really want, it's usually not, sometimes it's not where you're going. You could be going left and you, what you want is right. And why the fuck are you still going left and change that word so you don't stop to take a look around every once in a while? You could realize you're going in the wrong fucking direction. That's massive. Like, that is massive. Like, people, like, there's so many people now that think they're doing the right thing because it feels right, it is right. And then when they slow down for like five minutes and they go, is this where I actually want to be? I'm going in this direction. Look, buy a house, buy a house here, buy a house in this location, do this, do that in this job. But when they slow down, they go, is this really what I want to do for the next 40 years? Uh, that's me. 100%. You know, do I want to be here? Like, like at the moment, like I've, like I've started journaling so much lately in the last maybe two months. One of the best things I've ever done. I used to do it years ago. Stop doing it. Uh, I started doing it again. And see when I actually put the words down in paper and write them down, they're real words. They're not just these ideas that I'm throwing out. They're real actual words and real things that I'm thinking about and that I want to do. And then, like, in the last maybe three weeks, a lot of big things have started to happen for me because of hard work that I've been doing. But it's also a lot of it's through actually because I'm actually writing them down and I'm going after them instead of just thinking about going after them. Very, very different when you write down. Like, I joined a new business mentor there. He's from Australia, right? And the first thing he said is, you need to write down and reverse engineer your goals. And one yeah. thing I want you to do is I want you to put skin in the game. He goes, give yourself a reward if you hit it. And also uh, 
give yourself a punishment if you don't know a lot of people won't like this and one of mine was my reward what my punishment was uh, and skin in the game you have to tell the people or yourself what it's going to be or write it so my punishment was if i don't hit my reward by my goal by april uh i'm not taking my family away on holidays this year but if i do <laughs> i'm going to take them away for double the triple the time period so instead of taking them away for two weeks of the year i'm going to take them away for four so the thing was it's one of the things and he was like to me go tell your family that now see every morning when i go down now this might be too much pressure for people now every morning when i go down my dad's like you close to that goal joe <laughs> and it's it's funny because then it does <laughs> make you go how raging all morning when that fucking man slept an extra hour of the day <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean it's one of the things where i take that as a joyful <laughs> thing for other people that'd be too much pressure but i i work better whenever there's no pressure no diamond but as much as you're saying there about the journaling i do just feel like see for me whenever i was about 18 to 21 I was following the crowd, taking drugs, drinking like fuck, and then realized, then woke up one day and was like, why am I unhappy? Yeah. Why am I not in a good place? And then I realized I was following what I felt was good, but obviously was leading me down a negative path. And then vice versa, 21 to 25. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had great time periods. I've loved yeah. the fucking thing. But there is time periods where 21 to 25, you know, chase money, status. And then you go to yourself, where is this leading me? And yeah. yes, it's done really good, but there's a certain stage where you hit a point of no return what's point the point of what's the what's the best word of word that a point of diminishing returns yeah 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 where more isn't always it's like money there's a point of diminishing returns there's a certain period where making more money doesn't improve the quality of your life unless you're going to be a belly and drive a lamborghini which i will do at some stage yeah but a case of there's a balance and then all of a sudden you need to realize right well where what do i want in my life do i even want this and see when a lot of people list out what they really want it's actually right in front of them, but they spend the whole time period looking at the grass is greener, right. the other side of the coin. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, but like, it's, it's it, what you said about the setting yourself goals and setting yourself rewards, and 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 if you don't do it right, you know forfeits. I've been doing that for so long, and there's nothing like a reward scheme to drive you. Even though I don't need that to drive me, like I bought, I bought one of my. One of my goals was to do a certain thing. Did it a couple of weeks ago. So one of my big things was I want to buy a, a nice expensive watch. Now, I'll never, I'll never show this watch online. Bought the watch. It's an investment. I'll probably never wear the watch. But it's probably my dream watch. My dream watch isn't a Rolex, but it's not far off it. So went away, done, ticked all the boxes, bought the watch, right? I've looked at that watch maybe four or five times since I bought it three weeks ago, right? Haven't worn it yet. Because it was never about that. But as soon as I ticked that box, I was straight on to the next one. Because that's what I, that's, it's kind of, I have my goals, I have my targets for the year. There's two of the target, two of my goals for 2022, I'm not going to hit. And I'm fine about that because one of the goals has been my goal for 10 years. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't hit the goal yet and I'll still, I'll hit it sometime, right? The other one, a wee bit annoyed I didn't hit it, but that's it. No, we'll, we'll go ahead, we'll move forward. But setting yourself these targets and setting yourself re you know, realistic challenges and giving yourself a prize if you do it right and a forfeit if you don't do the work is it's a simple way to force you. Now, you're, you're doing it a wee bit more extreme than I would do it, but that's just, you know, different things take different people. You know, yours probably is, is, is what you need because there's, n and if you don't, that holiday means so much. Oh my God, it's the worst. It, it goes to me, what is the worst thing you could possibly do? And I was like, that would kill me. So he was like, right, that's the goal. And to be honest, like. But he wouldn't have said that to right you now. either. Sorry to cut over you. He wouldn't have said to you either if he didn't think you were capable. 
Oh no, he was like, "This is an easy goal for you." He just goes, "It stops you being a." He called, I say because he used my own words against me because he's from Australia, so he goes, "It stops you being a wet lettuce and doing fuck all." Because <laughs> I goes, "I have the odd client who's a wet lettuce. What? How do you go around do it, like sorting that?" And he was like, "Oh, Joe." And I think this is very interesting. He said that no matter what you do as a coach or what you do as a business, he goes, "33." If you're in a service delivery, he was like, "33 percent of your your people will swim." Yeah. 33% will tread water and how good of a business and 33% will drown. And he goes, see the 33% that tread water, what decides if you're a good service is if you can get them to swim yeah, or if they drown. He goes, that's what decides the difference between a good business. Now, don't get me wrong, there's mountains of tasks and he's a he's a businessman that uh, it sort of specializes in bringing people from like seven to eight figures. So it is a very challenging thing, but it's one of the ones where I wouldn't be in that and I, I'm not in a group like I'm small fish in the group so it's really really refreshing yeah but you don't grow in places where you're the biggest fish so like if you're no. the biggest if you know do you know what I mean it's just simple but you know I think that that's obviously been a quite a heavy podcast uh, do you have any finishing notes because I assume that's long enough for everyone it's an hour an hour on the button uh, no finishing notes is, guys just keep sharing in your stories keep spreading the word um, because the more people that Listen to the podcast, the better for us. We could definitely not that we not that we make a make a brass penny on the podcast, but it's better because it it helps us when we hear that we're actually helping people. You know, we, we do these last few ones we knew a bit heavier. No, we're no, but people are responding. People are responding, why. but you know, we we set out at the start to do these podcasts to say that if, if one person can take one thing away from any podcast, that's our job done. And that's that is the simple thing of it. You no, know, these podcasts aren't, aren't that like it's now what eight o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm DJing at half nine. You know these podcasts aren't that. And Sunday nights is Tony's family time. You know these aren't. We do we do it because it does actually. You know, it's it like an excuse for me having a wank. No, it's your family time. You do like the Sunday evening for the family. Um, no, but it makes it sound like such a cop. It's, it's like Tony. Tony's me. I'm, I'm going to Jen with people in Tony's line is bad. Um, but you know that's just kind of we did set out at the start over lockdown was to do it to give people some relief over lockdown. It it grew wings and now we're here over two and a half years in 140 episodes which is fucking nuts and the thing the one thing that is blowing me away is the amount of students that are listening is crazy and that's kind of the thing where you know tony's been through it i've been through it and we just we're kind of and we're really happy kind of the way the podcast going and we actually just we decided we we're going to push it a wee bit more over these next few weeks because we don't really put in that much effort to to bring in new listeners <laughs> which is weird um we do the hard work and then we don't really tell people there's a podcast but yeah guys just keep uh sharing in your stories and share it with people that you think should hear it pretty much pretty much that's us thank you that's us have a good week guys goodbye